Good morning and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Success Speak, the podcast. This is your favorite coach and host, Coach Cal B, man. Thank you all for being here. Make sure, make sure you share this. You like the episode, you favorite the episode, especially if you are on the Anchor app. And if you're on Spotify, please shout us out, man. Apple, all those different platforms, man, just shout us out. Leave some kind of review. You know, it helps uh, with the analytics and all that type of stuff, man. As far as I'm concerned, you just showing up and listening is all the analytics I need, okay? But if we want to keep this thing going, we want to blow it up and get our bubble up on, we got to make sure that we uh, uh, drop a couple of favorites in and likes and comments and things of that nature. So I appreciate all the love. Thank you for listening. Today, we back at it again. Another special guest. One of my brothers that's in the sports world. One of my brothers from my neighborhood growing up as a kid. This brother's family. I've been looking forward to this interview. I'm a lucky guy, y'all. You know, let me just sidebar that. I'm a very lucky guy. I have some fabulous friends, fabulous family members across the the, 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 the globe. So I get to kind of floss that. Um as you have seen so far, you know, life is good. Um truly blessed. And today, just another episode of me being able to share the excellence and success of my peers and loved ones with the world. Today, we're going to have on my very, very special guest, Latif Grimm, the owner, entrepreneur, CEO of Wide Out City. Now, it's a fabulous, fabulous thing when you work with somebody or you know somebody, or you rub elbows with somebody that really, really, really has an ultra impact on young people and the game, you know. This interview is going to be nice. It's going to be fun. Make sure you're tuning in for myself and the owner of Whiteout City, Latif Grimm, the maestro of Whiteouts, and so much more. Tap into that today. We're going to be going into depth about what his plan is for the game of football, how he's impacted the game and his background in uh, the game of football coming out of the East side of Stockton. So looking forward to that. Make sure you tune in for that. Also update you on our pipeline, the college conference is going to be coming up and how you can participate. So make sure you stay tuned. Don't you go anywhere. Have a fabulous morning, and let's get it rocking. This is your boy, Coach Cal B. At Success Speak, we'll be right back.
Since I don't sleep for you to eat, yeah, I do it damn near day. Cause I'm working so hard. It'll be systematic, automatic. Don't you gotta have it now. Greatness is lost as I talk about the losses and talk about the bosses. The bosses of TJ and Baker reach out before churches and coffins. But before churches and coffins, the expectations is for us to teach often. Ooh, I pray, hear what I say, do it today. Be great, yeah. I can do it, you can do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just got one question. When the guns come out, the phones come out, they fly away. Damn, another you died today. They won't stop until we fit it. But I never hear someone till they kill your kin. Meanwhile, Trump busy trying to build defense. Our best defense is going out the road against us. Stop when I'm out of oxygen. Don't box us in the messages. God damn it, we was built to win. Now be great. Yep, I'm all the way live already. What's poppin', T? What's going on, big dog? You know, we in the building. Uh, yeah, that's how you do it, nice and informal. We all the way live. You with your boy, Coach Calby, on Success Speak the Podcast. We're about to have a good interview with my guy, my guy, guy, the one and only Latif Grimm. What's good with you today, man? Oh man, just rolling, just rolling, morning chores and. Putting those thoughts together, you know how I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know about the morning chores, man. That's what I was on when you came to. Uh, so, I just want to dive right into it, man. Because, uh, again, I have the, the luxury of having a lot of uh, successful brothers and sisters uh, in my circle. And uh, having an opportunity to share that with the world. Um, shout out to all my McNair Eagles. You know what it is, all right? Our girls volleyball team is out in Tracy today. Got to put in that work. All right. Uh, shout out to our JV girls. They, they 2 and 0 right now. So let's see if we can keep it going. All right. And uh, this weekend, homecoming. So, all you Eagles, make sure you show your spirit this week. And uh, listen in close. This is a guy a lot of you dudes need to know out there playing football. You probably already know him. And you young ladies don't realize uh, he puts in work with everybody that's really trying to get to the next level. Um, Coach Grimm. Wide out city. How we get started, man, in the football game, man? Like how you how you get going in in, in, uh, in building this empire in the the, the the beginnings of a football empire? Where did it start at? It all started with a thought, and uh, we just talked, took the thought from that to a vision, uh, and it really just started with my son. And I told him, "Let me use you as the product." And once I produce you, everybody to see that all the limitations that aren't out there and all the possibilities that can be. Um, and it was just a process. And he believed in every step that it was going to take to get to where he was going. Now, when you say uh, uh, your son, who we talking about here? I'm talking about Darion Grimm. Darion. He's now the receiver at uh, Fresno State. But out of high school, he went to the University of Nebraska. And, um, and once in his senior year, 90 catches, 1,900 yards, 35 touchdowns. This is just 
mind-boggling season. It was crazy. Um, it was fun to watch. Fast pace. Um, now, where does he get all this from? You know, where he get all his talent from? Where'd you get all your skills from, man? Because you have a long history yourself as a student athlete, uh, a breakout star while you was in school. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Just believing in the grind. Um, it all really just started with believing in myself. You know, um, I'm one of those kids that wasn't great in Pop Warner. Was a decent high school player, um, but I just played high school boy. Played at Franklin High School. That's where I graduated from. And uh, once I was able to get around coaches that believed in me, but didn't sugarcoat it. You know, Steve Mushagan, who is now the uh, uh, head coach down at the junior college down in um, down in SoCal. You know, that was one of the things that he always stressed to me was, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to always be honest with you. So, you know, when you're being honest with a student athlete, they always know where to go. Mm-hmm. Now, what I try to explain to everybody through that speaking truth, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And you begin to understand and see that some kids are mentally weak. So that's an avenue that you got to step up as a coach or you see that he's missing this. And then that's where you kind of work on. And one of the things I noticed with a lot of coaches around here, they only work on the kids' strengths. Nobody wants to work on the kids' weaknesses. And that's my whole deal is let me build your weakness up. Mm-hmm. We already know that this is a strength. So let's turn this weakness into a strength. So now you got two strengths. And now you once you got two strengths, let's try to find the third one. And you already know once you got three strengths, it's, it's pretty hard to beat. It's a damn game. Um, now I'm trying to dive in. And y'all hear him. He, 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 he giving philosophy right now. We're going to get into his philosophy deeper. All right. But we're going to get into who he is. A lot of these kids don't know who you are. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So we're going we're gonna to chip away. At, at that because uh he's a modest dude i don't know if y'all peeped that part he's not gonna really i'm gonna have to pull it out of him okay so uh because he didn't just play at franklin okay uh it was a time period here in stockton california when there was a particular group that played at franklin that uh set the city on fire and uh, he was a part of man. It was not, not just receivers. It was running backs. It was a full. Yeah, we had the gamut. Yeah, it was, the, it was it was the real deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, at Frank, what year was this? Uh, 1996. 90, 96, man. Goodness, yeah. yeah. 95-96. Okay, now what what was that team made up of? Who was on that team? Uh, we had Larry McDonald, George Williams, Leo Gales, Maurice Horton, um, Rashard, uh, play linebacker. I mean, we had. A, Tons, tons of talent. I mean, it was crazy. And, and where did a lot of you brothers end up going away to? Go to school um, at? Just, just drop I, something I can give you, like, George Williams, <laughs> he went and played at Kansas State and then went later on to play in the CFL. Maurice Horton went on to let her play on at Portland State as one of the linemen. Uh, and then everybody else went to either junior colleges. And then this goes back to what I was talking about, that mental piece. I was probably, like, the sixth, seventh best athlete on my team, but my mental game was number one. And that's kind of what put me over the top. You know, there was always dudes that was a little bit better, but. And, and where did you happen to land after uh, high school? After high school, out of high school, you know, I took the process, man. I went uh, to San Jose State and it was interesting. Got there. I thought I was better than what I was. Um, and obviously the coach didn't think the same. So when they had a they had a, uh, a firing of John Roscoe and they brought in a new coach, uh, Coach Baldwin. And at that time, he I remember his words were, you're a dime a dozen, I can go and get another one of you. And at that time, I thought, you know, being an 18-year-old kid, I didn't really understand what that meant. So I said, okay, you're right. So I took my, I went to, to a junior college. And I came back home to Delta. 
and played that one season at Delta, um, 50 catches, 1,300 yards, 19 touchdowns. And then from there, got an opportunity to go to the University of Pittsburgh. So you, you hear that, you know, for all our young listeners, there's a process. That was one of the key words he used. It was a process that he went through. So from playing high school well, on a super elite team, okay? And I can remember you, we talked back and forth, and you would tell stories about how every catch was important. Like you could not, it was too many guys that could could could, could do their thing with the ball. Yeah. So every catch was yeah. so you, you, important. Every time you got an opportunity, you just took advantage of your opportunity. Mm-hmm. You didn't whine or complain. That just wasn't my role, you know? So I was like, okay, if he threw the ball to me, I can give you a a perfect example. We're playing Oakland Tech at Edison. And coach already has said, hey, you know, Larry's going to get the ball a lot. We're going to run the ball. And uh, I remember I finished the game with one catch for 98 yards and a touchdown. So it was was all about (laughs) when I got the ball and I got the opportunity, just make the best out of your Mm -hmm. opportunity, not – how it played out or how many yeah. balls you got or whatever the situation was. Cause I know, you know, with you, you, you really detail oriented in terms of like the game and, mm-hmm. and like you said, making the most of every play, every rep and getting out there. Uh, who are some of the other young athletes that we, you know, I know, and it's hard to, it's hard. Cause I, again, like I said, I'm pulling out of you. Right. <laughs> who are some of the young cats that uh, some of our listeners could would be familiar with that that have come through your tutelage, other than Darion, who's on who's on a rise right. to go to the to the next level from college now. Who are so, some of these other young athletes that? So I mean, uh, I trained Brandon Cooks while he was in high school. Um, we trained all the way up recently until about six months ago. Um, you can go back to right now, Andrew Hume at uh, McNair. Uh, right now, I have the two leading receivers in the in the area. You know, there are kids that train down in Modesto. Um, you go ahead and drop a, You can go ahead and drop the names, man. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you go ahead and drop their names. You, you know? know, and uh, it's, I mean, I, I, I train. If, if I put it like this, last year on the list for the top ten receivers, Whitehall City had eight out of the ten that we personally trained and had hands on with. You know, and, and that's what it's about: just being really hands on. Yeah. Now, what's the what's what's the the recipe like? You want to share like what's the recipe that made you go wide out city versus like linemen or you know? Because I know you were a stellar wide out of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what makes you now just focus on versus like the whole entire just um, do everything? You know wow. how trainers do? No, yeah, no, I got you. So wide out city really is a homage to my city. I'm from a city that produce wideouts. So when I say wideout city, I'm not just saying wideout city, like you can only only train wideouts. I'm saying wideout city as in, look at the lineage of where it comes from. You got Hill, you got Wesley Slaughter, you got Windrow Hayes, you got Lavelle Hawkins, you got 46 student athletes who went on or more that went on to D1, D1AA programs and produced and then went to the highest level. As wideouts. As wideouts. And we're talking about right here from this city, nine exits. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I'm going to name my company after my city, Wideout City. So now that we're uh, the Wideout City brand is starting to go to a different level, now I'm starting to open it up to different things. So now, um, starting in December, you'll have DB City coming out with uh, Coach Marsh. Okay. And Marsh is a uh, 13-time, I mean, 13-year vet from the CFL. He's getting ready to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And now we're getting ready to just take this to a whole nother level of, okay, now Whitehall City, we got DB City, uh, O-Line City is getting ready to come out, and that'll be coached by Daniel Smith. 
And then, you know, uh, quarterback seat is getting ready to come out, and that'll be by Tony Rodriguez, one of my former student athletes who went on to play at Washington. And it's funny, people always go, why didn't he play when he was at Washington? I said, you ever heard of a guy named Jake Brown? <laughs> you know, so he played behind Jake Browning and different things like that. So now the whole wideout city mold is now breaking off into what we call the city, you know? So now each kid can come in and get tools for each, whatever position you play. So we're going to have running back city, so on and so forth. Cause I always look at like, we, our city as a whole, and I talk about this on the basketball side, that collectively, if we were all on the same movement of development, right. that every game would be a D1 competitive. Like it'd be, it'd be worth the ticket price okay. and it'd be worth the coaches coming from different areas outside of just California. You know what I'm saying? To come in and take a look at our, our players. Correct. Like, how do you see this impacting? I'm talking about the whole wide out the city impacting the region. Oh, it's, it's already impacted the region. You know, um, you look at it like this and, and some people are going, oh, man, that's a hard truth. Well, I'm going to give you a hard truth. Andrew Hill, he has two scholarship offers and people laugh. I go, man, he's Asian. How many Asian dudes are getting D1 offers? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That are five, nine. 155 pounds it's the skill set it's the mindset that he comes into the game with you know you look at um the kid that's going over at chavez right now malik he's uh only a junior and he's killing dominique killing it but what i'm more proud of is the conversation we have about having a 3.7 making sure yeah. that you got 1100 sat yeah so that those are the game changers those are the ones now when the college go i might not really want the kid but dang he gets in you know, and then just getting these kids to understand that you're not an Alabama dude. You're not a East Coast, Midwest guy. Yeah, Let's yeah. go to the school that fits best for you. Yeah. You know, and once you begin to start giving them that formula and getting these dudes to understand that that's the route and the way to go with it, then things become limitless. And, I, and that's always been the most impressive about how you get down um, is that you always preach the, the aptitude level. You got to have a high IQ and what you do, you got to have an IQ in the classroom. Um, we we kind of just dove in and we skipped past one thing. Locally, um, you've had an impact already, long time ago, long time ago, at a, at a little tiny school called Brookside Christian. <laughs> yeah. A little tiny school. Uh, what y'all win? Uh, state championship or section? We, we, went to the, we won two sections there. Um, we went to the state championship, lost in the state championship. Um, but I always tell people if you go back and look at that team, they were not even supposed to. We weren't even supposed to play them. You, know? mm -hmm. you know, they're a D three team. We're a D five. I had nineteen kids on the team, but it wasn't about the nineteen kids. It was about the belief of everybody understanding that I have a role. I'm playing my role, so I can go back and I look at that team. We had a kid. His job was strictly to run post corner comeback. There was nothing else, and he knew I'm gonna run these three routes. Mm -hmm. Then I had a guy what we called the feature. Like he got the ball any which way but loose. Then we had a tight end. He only ran the over and the stop. So what was so cool about those 19 kids is they bought into my job. I'm just yeah. going to do my, my job. job. I'm not going to do more than my job. And it worked. Um, <clears throat> when you had a school like that, everybody got to play. Yeah. And, it, and it cracks me up now because you got kids, well, I don't play that. I don't do that. I'm like, well, you're not a football player. Because yeah, at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. you got to become a football player first. Not a position. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you see that now with a lot of kids. They don't want to put in the work to be a true football player. Now, you've coached at all those levels. How do you feel? <clears throat> and I'm going through it now in terms of dealing with, like, uh, 
athletic director, administration, parents, like building a culture, mm-hmm. you know, and having to having a role. Because I've seen and we've had these conversations like when you've been in control of the culture mm-hmm. and then having to be a part of like the culture, the yeah. coach coming in. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about not necessarily taking the the full reins, you know? Because I so I'll tell you like straight up like, hey, you need to be head coach everywhere. Like right. everywhere you go, you should be head coach. No diss to whomever you know where you working at, right. but it's just that there's the the a coaching standard that once we set it, then the kids get accustomed to that, then the right. parents get accustomed. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah, get no, I, they get I, accustomed I, to it. How do you feel about coming in and, and not necessarily taking the reins of of, of everything? So I, I'll give you an example now. Uh, being the receiver coach over at Edison. Um, you got you just learn that there's a chief, and then you're an Indian, mm-hmm. and as an Indian, you just try to be the best Indian that you can, and you imp- implement the things that you believe in with your group. You don't try to rub them all off on everybody else. Now, if everybody else begins to see what's going on with that particular group, then they go, "Oh, okay," yeah. and they might pick up a couple of things. But at the end of the day, I think that's our biggest problem is everybody wants to be the man. Yeah, and in the real reality, everybody can't get to be the man because once you get too many men and too many different things. I mean, think about a boiling pot. Yeah. Now, the recipe say only a little bit of salt, only two onions, <laughs> and a tomato. Well, you want to add an extra bell pepper and this and that. Now the food don't taste the same yeah, way as the yeah. first time when you went and made it. You know, so that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is it's not the who's, it's the why's. And what I mean by the why's is why did I bring that guy on my staff? Yeah. It's not who he is. Oh, yeah, he's the seven-time Pro Bowl champ. Okay, great. But why did we bring him on the staff? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, to, to make our name sound better. Or did you do it because it was going to enhance the kids? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's where us as adults got to begin to realize it's about the kids. Yeah. Our time is over. So if we're not really here to enhance the kids, then what Man, are we really we doing? Lost, yeah, yeah we, we, we lost. Yeah, we already lost. You know, I know we, and we, we talk about it, a uh, young lady on the team right now, D1, all that. Uh, and the coach before, again, and I'll say this being critical, mm-hmm. all right, um, shouldn't have been head coach. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, it's 3.8, can put up 30 a game easy, okay, but no offers. No team won three games last season. Right. You know, um, in those situations, I look at it and I'm super critical of, like, damn, we need to speak up more about the credentials mm-hmm. and the background and experience uh kind of give me some of your you know insight on just like how you feel about the state of the culture of coaching and and and, and. it's the state of the, it's it's tough right now um you have a lot of dudes playing what i call daddy ball yeah okay and i was accused of that and i laughed at it because you had to be on the inside to understand that that dude had nothing to do with daddy ball. And I always tell people, if you would have had an opportunity to coach my son, you would have, he would have had 150 catches because you would have gave him the ball way more. Mm-hmm. There's times in the game I would purposely not give him the ball a whole half just so that I wouldn't have to hear the people in the stands. And I would tell him, I don't like, you ain't getting the ball in the first half. I don't yeah. care what your attitude is like. You're not getting the ball because I don't want people, I just, I'm tired of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't even really know what's going on. But what's going on, we got a lot of daddy ball going on. Well, I want to make sure my son is getting the ball and doing this. Well, your son got to put in the work. Yeah. And that's the thing is a lot of parents are scared to push their kid to the brink. 
No, you got to remember as a parent, Seriously. you're the safety net at the end of the day mm-hmm. at the bottom. So push him off the edge. Mm-hmm. Push him. Because guess what? You're the safety net. Yeah, that's my rule. Like, what I'm the first person that, that, that you should ever uh, put you in that uncomfortable is me as a parent because I got you. That's so it. I'm just going to push you as far. I'm going yeah. to get, I need to get you over to the threshold. Yeah. So that this way when yeah. you go, that's not what you're affected by. Exactly. Uh, I, I did an episode last, the, the, the other thing besides the daddy ball is everybody want to just give their friend the job. Mm. Well, is your friend qualified? Yeah. Okay, yeah, y'all gonna go drink beers and everything afterward. But is your friend qualified for the job for these kids? Yeah, you see, because at the end of the day, these kids only get one opportunity. You only get to go to high school once. Yep. You don't get to do it twice. So if that coach doesn't have the knowledge to get ready to help a kid get recruited or whatever the situation is, he's just there. Mm-hmm. He's just getting a check. And now I got to tell people, man, if you're doing this for three thousand dollars, then bro, it's only. 20 cent a day or you know what I'm saying like if you put all the days together and all the time that you put in you're only making like a dollar an hour yeah a couple of dollars an hour so if that was your goal was to make sure that your kid had a great high school experience then you cheated all the other 42 kids or however many other kids is on the team so right now that's um big in our culture right now that I see what a lot of the coaches is on all the levels from yeah. one and all the way up is daddy ball and then if it ain't daddy ball it's friend ball and nobody wants to really listen to the guy that really knows what he's talking about yeah. because it doesn't tailor to, towards their kid. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. I know I, I'm big on, and I know you are too, but I'm big on kids when they're kids playing. Like, go play. Go play some flag football. Go play some soccer. Go play some baseball. Go play. Because it's going to come a time where you don't want to get serious. And it's going to be serious. Yeah, you know? Uh, how How... Do you think young people are interpreting what you're saying? You know, how do you think they really taking this in? You know, and I'm talking about as far as being paying clients coming in, looking for you to come in, train them, and then you giving them this extra dose uh, game. You know, so, how do you think they've been receiving? Um, the real ones, and I call them the real ones. The parents that don't have the rose-colored glasses, the student athlete who doesn't have the rose-colored glasses, and really understands my heart is in a good place. Mm-hmm. The conversation might not always be the conversation you want. And just realizing that if you say you want to be a D1 guy, these are the criteria that it's going to take. If you want to be a D2 guy, these are the criteria it's going to take. You know, I've, I've been able to train like dudes on all the levels. So I know what it takes to get to the highest level. But you got to have a super plan and you got to follow the plan. You know, um, I just go back and I always remember the conversation that Brandon and I had, and I said, B, check this out. Your first year, you're only going to go for like 700, 800 yards. It ain't your time. Your sophomore year, they're not going to let you do it because it's going to be a guy ahead of you, but you're going to get your 1,000. I said, now, what you do between when you get your 1,000 and that next following year is going to be on you, mm-hmm. but you should only be in school about 1,100 days. And, man, it was crazy when it all happened. He announced after his junior year, boop, boop, and you know I slapped. Yeah. I was like, man, it's all about following the plan. Yeah. And sometimes people get impatient. They get super impatient. And it's like, dude, you can't be impatient. It ain't going to happen overnight. Um, some people have early success. A lot of people don't. Yeah. And it's the ones that aren't willing to wait for their opportunity. The ones that aren't willing to thrive through the hard times. You know, because there's hard times, man. There's ups and downs. And, and, and Oh, man. I mean, that just come with it, you know. And then one of the things I always stress to these kids, I go back and I tell them my, my experience when I was at Pittsburgh, 
I go, dude, I was all American. I was everything going into my senior year. And the coach asked me straight up, Graham, I need you to take a lesser role because this is what's best for the team. Now, my goal was to go to a bowl game, but I didn't know taking a lesser role was going to not get me drafted. See, now we growing up in an era where it's all about me. Yeah. You know, yeah. where I took a lesser role from my boy Antonio Brown, uh, Bryant. He won the Belenikoff. And like he said, when he won the Belenikoff, I won the Belenikoff. That was my bro. Mm-hmm. You know, he ended up going second round, you know, so on and so forth. But that sacrifice, what are you willing to give up to get what you want? And that's what I always stress to these dudes. Now, you talk about, because uh, uh, you left that part out, and I, I'll, I'll let him leave it out, about being at Pitt. Playing at a high level, mm-hmm. all right, and we're, we're talking about the pit that just got spanked by Penn State. Yes, <laughs> we're talking about yes, that shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> we hate Penn State. You know that yeah, ain't yeah. That good Pennsylvania rivalry. Yeah. Um, at that level, because I know that 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 I think sometimes a lot of people are completely out of touch with what it means to be an elite athlete, like right. in high school, college, and then definitely at the professional rankings mm-hmm. that they get it twisted. Like, oh, you only went to the CFL. Like, nah, man. This is professional football. It's contracts. This is business negotiations and the whole nine. How early do you think they that a student athlete needs to really come into grips with the reality of the business and the commitment at the college? Even now, especially like no, it's, with it's, the elite 11s it, it and changed. all this type of it's stuff. It's changed. You know? like, now, when we was coming up, you had to just be focused when you was coming out yeah. of high school, right? Now, it's kind of like you need to be focused, super focused, come out of middle school. Yeah. And, you know, uh, listen, okay, let's use our, our city as an example. If you super focused coming out of middle school, then you get the opportunity of going to St. Mary's. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So imagine being in L.A. There's 20 St. Mary's in L.A. Yeah, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. move to another state, there's 10 of those. But just in our little town, anybody that does well in the seventh or eighth grade, you have the opportunity of going yeah. to St. Mary's. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to everybody else, that's like, oh, man, that that puts them on an elite level. Whether it's true or not, that's what that's what the mindset, that's the perception. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and locally, I know we talk about it in basketball, just having the opportunity um, to have a national champion mm-hmm. in St. Mary's and on the ba- girls' basketball side. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I said, hey, I don't hate on St. Mary's. Like, man, you come from the CYO system as a kid. We didn't have AU in the early 80s. Right. CYO. And I was the only brother in that thing. Right. You know, so it was, it did seem, but when you in it and then you go play somewhere else, yeah. you realize like, ah, uh, that ain't even. It's not what you thought. Nah. I'm not, I'm not as good as I thought yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not. It, it took me going to play ball out in yeah, LA yeah, and Bay yeah. and back in the East Coast. And really, that, that's when I had game. I was right. like, oh, okay. I can ball now. Right. But before I was just playing. Right. Well, and this is what I stress to kids all the time. And parents hate me for this and kids get mad at me. I mean, I've had kids not even come back to sessions because I tell them, I say, okay, you're stocked and good. You're nine exits good. We're, it's only nine exits. So what are you really talking about here? <laughs> it's, nine it's nine exits. Yeah. You're nine exits good. And I mean, now, that's my perspective in basketball in terms of like, who I'm competing against as a coach, mm-hmm. you know, and I play, I break it down to the players. You know, like we got to bring it on the board. Like, Hey, this is where you go to get the education. This is where I go to get my education in terms of the game. Right. And then as a player, as an athlete, it's intangibles. I'm giving you in practice that we're not giving that no coaching clinic, things of that nature. 
we don't get to compete against St. Mary's in our league. Mm-hmm. They open division. They playing against the best teams in the country. Right. Yet, yet, majority of those girls aren't from our area. They're no. not from our area See, at all. That's where, once again, people don't understand. You got to do your information. You got to do your background checks. So, so it's just like, it's look how many actual, really talented players that are here that do not get the opportunity to fall under that umbrella of greatness. Uh, um, That's a cultural thing. I look at that and say, why haven't we built our own versions of that here locally? Like, what's up with not having, like, when I look at the, the, like, the, what is it, the FBCU and uh, the, the openings and all that. I mean, it was all back, but, but I'm looking at the business of highlighting our mm-hmm. kids. You know what I'm saying? Because I look at the White House City and what you're doing. Uh, I was talking to this about Vince, too, and, like, what, what y'all have going on in terms of development. And, and you, why isn't that we don't have that same feel? Because I feel like we ain't no different than Liberty City. I agree. You know? Like, we are we are that little hub, like the little Florida team, the mm-hmm. Texas team, or the little team down there in Georgia and all that. But our biggest problem is you just kind of hit it on the head. When you get a strong personality, people are so fearful, man. Uh, a strong personality or somebody doing it the right way or somebody might be taking $5 out of my pocket or $10 out of the pocket. Once again, it goes back to what is your motive? And that's our scary part of what's going on in Stockton. Everybody, I'm not going to say everybody, let me take that back. 80% of the dudes have the wrong motive. It's not about the kids, it's about them. It's about them getting the pub. It's about them getting the recognition. Like, I don't care about no recognition. I don't care about the pub. Did my baby boys get out? Did baby girl get out? That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Are they getting their education taken care of? And the notoriety will come with oh, it when you're doing, right, doing but, it the right way. Whether you want it or not. It's gonna like come. I tell people all the time, I have people come, oh man, why don't see you doing a great thing? I just give them the thumbs up. I don't even sit down and entertain it because yeah, yeah, it ain't yeah. nothing to entertain. Yeah. Now, if I know you in my secret secret circle, we yeah, might have yeah. a conversation about some other things, yeah. but just for you to try to sit around as a man and, and blow my head up, it don't work. I've already been there, done that one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've been at the highest level on things. Uh, I know what I'm capable of doing. I know how much time I put in. So, yeah, I'm supposed to get the result because I'm grinding. Yeah, right. I'm putting in so much work <laughs> that uh, if we didn't get this result, I'll be mad, you know? So it's no shocker to me when I see a kid go out there and go for 1200 1300 it's no shocker to me when we got eight out of the ten dudes leading in the receiving it's no shocker now how do coaches respond to you like from other teams because you're working with kids from damn near everywhere man right so how and i know it's from just from having hands-on with different kids a lot of coaches don't communicate with right they don't reach out and say hey man this is the kind of system i'm running you know, because you work with him on the, or this is what he's looking like at practice. Do you get feedback from coaches? or no, they kind I, just, of I, I really get a lot of feedback from the parents and the kids. Okay. Um, what I've learned with the coaches is a lot of people are intimidated. If you have a strong personality, people can be intimidated by that. Um, what I've also learned is as a coach, you got to learn to adjust. So what I've done is I've learned to adjust. I can adjust to, to you being a softy cop. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I can, I can, I'm not, like I tell dudes, I ain't going to dummy down for you. Yeah, definitely. But I'll definitely, I can turn my personality to a different curve and get it to adjust to what it is that we need to do to get these kids to wherever it is that they want to be, you know? And that's what I tell a lot of these dudes. Get your ego out the way, man. Because I have no ego when it comes to making sure the product is right. 
And and for me, because there's not a lot of like when I look at it, it was my man out in series Bonsu mm-hmm. is yourself and then Vince. I kind of look at and again I'm, I'm I'm ignorant when I say this as a, to the audience. When I look at everybody, I think that folks don't know what the difference between y'all are. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Right. They don't, they don't know. White House City and then they, oh, Vince Carter, Vince CrossFit is his highlight, Team Elevate. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Bonsu is it just like general strength and conditioning? Yeah, BEA. And, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then with you, is it is specific to football and skill positions? Okay, so mine, and I'll tell people this straight up, it's all mental. Like, man, let's be honest about this. You turn the internet on, you turn on, everybody got cones. Everybody got ladders. Everybody faking and shaking and jumping and bopping. <laughs> but like I tell dudes, what makes me better than everybody else is my mental game is on a whole different level. And that's why when parents come up to me and they ask, what do you, would you train my son? I, I tell them right there within a 10 minute conversation, this might not be for your kid. And if it's not, I'm okay with that. You're not hurting my feelings. I've told people to go to Elevate. I direct people to go to BEA. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not for everyone. Yeah. Now, if you're trying to take your game to that level and have that dog mentality, that silverback mentality, mm-hmm. then I'm your guy. Yeah, yeah. But if you want the pictures and all that, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm going to take a picture at the end just because we're going to take a picture at the end. But... <laughs> You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in between the hour and 15 minutes yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to have your kid on a whole different level because I'm about building the kid. Mm-hmm. And I hear a lot of people go, oh, man, you be cussing them out and saying that. I said, oh, man, so Nick Saban never does that. Oh, when you go to college football at the highest level, you never say that. They never bruise your feelings. They never. I said, parents, what y'all see from a lot of this stuff is just recruiting. It's nothing more than that. I, now, I, I, once your kid get there, it's a whole different ball game. And if he's not mentally tough and ready yeah, to go, a whole different you're ball in trouble. Game. I, I, I uh, like to keep it 100% with kids. I like telling the truth. I want yeah. players. I want my sons and daughters that play ball. You know, Because I don't interact with their coaches and, and they play at their schools. I t- hey, you got to go out there and outwork everybody in practice. That's it. You got to come prepared to every practice. You got to go and ask the right questions to your coach about the scheme that your coach is running, not by my playing time, mm-hmm. you know? And then you're going to see, I said, you ran my practices. Who are the players that I respond to? The players that put in that work, the players that are coming to me asking questions about how to improve the game, how to be a better teammate, you know? How important, and this is why I'd be like, you need to be a head coach, but how important is it that the kids take that part about, about the character building at White White House City, because I've always said to you, man, they're not really coming for the training. Nah, they really coming <laughs> to get some some real yeah, they, grim. Like they come they, to get that church, as everybody said. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you know, they uh, come. I always my kids tell me right now, like, hey, it's the sermons, coach. Like, we, yeah. it'd be the sermons when we be in the weight room that you give right. us. Right. You know, that was that's the that, that'd be really the, the the real part of it all. Right. Well, you know, and and as a whiteout uh, for all the receivers that train with me, I mean, they know because of the track record, and they know. You know, uh, that I played, you know, I posted a video this past weekend and it was crazy because a lot of my clients didn't even know that I played football. And it was like, well, I thought you was just one of the other type of trainer dudes. I was like, nah, bro. Like I do this. <laughs> like I've done this. You know, I studied these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up watching Chris Carter. But why don't you share that with that. people? I mean, keep it real, man. Why don't you share with people openly? Cause I know in who like 
the the gimmick in hoop, man, and you know, is if you don't, if you ain't out there playing, boy, my knees and back is toe up. I ain't so, out there doing so all the moves, just, but I know how to tell everything. Just, but there you go, it's a gimmick. Yeah, I can I can sell what I'm not, and then all of a sudden a kid get 20 sessions in, and he show up to the opening or he show up to this big place and get dominated. Now he coming back like, dude, this all this training was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. Now. Your, your brand is flawed. So yeah. my deal is, I don't even talk about it. If you want to Google it and look it up, then that's on you. But you need to come because you want to come, not because yeah. I'm a former NFL player, not because I broke records, not because of this. No, come because of the product. But how do you, I mean, now, this is more business. How does that affect you in terms of like, you know, doing business and like, you can easily just put it out there. Yeah. Your relate, you know, ah, yeah, your relationships could. and then, I you could. know, just have huge camps. But for the most part, and we've talked about that, like it's very modest enrollment. You feel me? It's really a, like a, really a work hard group that you have versus a big, enormous so, amount. Yeah. I always tell people, think about it like this. And, and this is where my philosophy I'm etching a stone on it and I love it. You got the Macy's, okay? You got the Walmarts. What do I love about Lincoln Center? Lincoln Center got the cute little boutiques. And the only people that go to them boutiques is the ones that know that that's high quality. Mm-hmm. I don't need everybody to come to my boutique. Yeah, yeah, I want the high quality, the real ones, mm-hmm. because you're going to see the result. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why they continue to be in business because. Man, like you, like they only seen three people go to that boutique. How the heck are they staying in business? That'll not make sense. Well, he could have just went to yeah. You go to Walmart, two washes, and the shirt don't fit. <laughs> the shirt ain't right no more. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got a lot of dudes that go to the, the Mervins and all that just because everybody else goes to Mervins, just because everybody else is going to Macy's. You ain't got nothing out of it. All you got on is a polo shirt, just like him. Yeah. You ain't no better now. Yeah. You know. So that's my whole philosophy on why I do it like I do it because. I only want the ones that really want to come and grind and get down with me, you know, because my conversation isn't always comfortable. And what I learned from this dude, he told me, he said, man, stay uncomfortable because that's how you grow. And that's why I rock the way I do. I love it when people come and challenge me and say, Grim, you, you yelling too much or you doing this. And I just sit back and I laugh. I go, okay, you're right. So you do it how you going to do it, though. You coddle your kid. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, meet me at senior year. Because you can't judge nobody until they senior year in high school when they fully developed and everything like that. I don't care how great you were in Paul Warner. I don't care what you did in ninth grade year. <laughs> tell me true. what your senior season was like. Mm-hmm. And then so we can go from there. Mm-hmm. What happened to such and such? Oh, man, he wasn't really as good as y'all was talking about. Let's just be honest about it. Because most of the programs, and I'm talking about our school programs, are not really athletic especially we don't have PE class you don't have a, mm-hmm. a real PE class then. Not no more, no. you know what I'm saying so um, do you ever feel like uh, uh, you could develop something like that and I'm talking about as far as like 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 citywide oh, I, I, I know we talk, I talk back and forth with other coaches about man just doing something that collectively introduces us on a, a unified front like right. hey I'm, and, and, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people have to get over the, the what it what they think it looks like. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm willing to work with anybody mm-hmm. and everybody, you know. But my thing is, let's have a plan and do your job. Just do your yeah. role. Yeah. 
don't don't tell me you want me to come over and coach the receivers or help the receivers and then you doing the receivers too like that doesn't work yeah you know everybody got to stay in their lane as they say you know um and when you stay in your lane that's when you get the product um, i'm down to do camps or whatever whatever i've, I've offered camps out here Man, i do i do you know a lot of saying? stuff for free uh, yeah but that's and, what i'm saying like i've yeah. offered camps and then dudes will go ah oh, man ah oh, man i don't know if i can make that or man uh that's a little pricey and i laugh i'm like well think about everything you didn't got for free hey everything when you it comes out free. and i put it out there now you know if you go on the lessons.com like I, I put it out there i keep it simple i, I train you in shooting and but if you want one-on-one like yeah it's expensive because you're getting more than what one what you even believe you signing up for. You're gonna get way more than that if I'm one on one with you. It's just like working with my kids. Right. That's time is priceless. Right. You know. Um, do you do? I, well, I, mean, I know you do one on ones. How do you feel about that? That the pricing aspect. The the. I, like for me, I try not to bang everybody over the head. Mm-hmm. So if we're in a group setting, it's twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. You're nice. No, and, and no, and everybody say, "Wow, man!" I said, "Let yeah. me tell you why." A group setting, you're not gonna get the details. You're not gonna get that. True. You're gonna get the grind. You're gonna get a great conversation mm. and some pieces that you can take with you. Mm. If you want to come and get that individual work, that's when you start getting the finer points. On, I give an example: a hard forty-five. And I always tell dudes when the first time I meet a parent or, or a receiver, I say, "What's the two routes that come off of a hard 45? If you can't answer that, I already know we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So you can do that in a group setting. You ain't going to learn nothing. Yeah. You but just I, have to run into the cone. Yeah, I, I feel, one, I mean, I'm, and, and some people take it how they take it, but I'm like, man, your kid don't need me. Your kid needs to go to the park. <laughs> you need to go with your kid to the park. Parents, if you're listening, take your kid to the rec center. Go out there and shoot. Hey, like, like Coach said earlier, it's a million. Anything you're looking for nowadays on YouTube, you just need to know what to ask YouTube. That's it. That's it. If it's if it's a co- if your son or daughter's like, hey, I want to play for this school, type in that coach's name and see if they have any drills they didn't put up. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, they they probably do because it's recruiting now. Right. Now they're trying to show off, and right. and and if you're smart, you'll show up to the college little workout, and you already know how to do all the drills. Right. You know, uh, I'm looking at the uh, uh, upcoming football season. Okay. What do you think uh, the end of the season is going to look like for you in terms of uh, uh, how these wide out city receivers? Oh, uh, what do you think the outlook going to be? It's looking season? good right now. I mean, uh, a lot of my dudes, like I said, right now, they're they're in the top five. But most of the guys that mm-hmm. are, are eating are, are guys I train. Uh, the kid from uh, Downey, uh, Rover, uh, you guys got to watch him play. He's really special. I mean, he could do it all. He could play outside, inside, go up top. You know, he do it all. He plays with an attitude. And, and I laugh because his brother, who I trained before, who is now the tight end at, San, um, at Sac State, okay. Calvin Grover, he was working out with us as a ninth grader. So he already got that dog mentality. It was it was seeping in. And I'll never forget his dad called me back this uh, offseason. season. was like, hey, man, I need to get him ready for a senior year. And I was like, no doubt. No doubt. I would love to go and do that. Yeah. Uh, you got Luke, uh, Lucas Curtis. Curtis Lucas, I'm sorry, out at uh, Turlock High, killing it, all around guy. You know, you got my guys down there at Tracy High, all of them eating. Yeah, you know, yeah. Trevor Pope, uh, yeah. Logan Fife, the quarterback. You know, I mean, so they, they, they did kind of good. You know, so I just <laughs> I sit back. For me, I'm just it's like a proud parent moment. Yeah. You know, because I know what these kids put in. I remember getting up at six in the morning, 
uh, anybody that follow me on Instagram, you know, at six o'clock, I could be in Tracy by eight o'clock. I'm in Turlock by 12 o'clock. I didn't made it to Modesto and I finished at four o'clock in Stockton, you know, and to me, it's all about the grind. And if you're willing to grind, let's go get it. You know, it just starts with that mindset. So let the people know how, 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 how if they're ready to grind, they're ready to become, you know what I'm saying, a guy, how to get in touch with you. How you would get in touch with me, you could either uh, hit me on the IG under LG Whiteout City, or I'm on Twitter as The Real Whiteout City. And, um, and, you know, and, and, uh, what, what do you, are you, I know, cause I know, uh, when it was part one, you do your little camp. You got anything coming up or is it just, we in season, so they got Yeah, so we in season right now uh, for my Pop Warner kids, and we've been going on Mondays at 5 o'clock because that's their day off. Okay. They don't practice on Mondays. And then for all my high school kids, we've been doing brush-ups on the weekend. So that's the part I love, man. My parents have really bought into that. They're like, okay, can you fix whatever we did wrong on Friday? So I've been doing Saturday sure. sessions, sure. Uh, Saturday morning sessions where kids come and they bring me their clips, and we fix it right there. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. There's a kid named... Pharaoh that goes to Bear Creek and he goes, Graham, I dropped the arrow route and I laughed and he said, why are you laughing? I said, because there's only one way you can drop the arrow route. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, and I just did the action and I moved my head without looking the ball in. He said, man, that's how I dropped it. I said, bro, I've dropped a couple of arrow routes in my life. So I know how you dropped it. Just like if you tell me you dropped a curl, there's only two ways you dropped a curl. If the ball was too low, you didn't have your chin to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, Gems, it's yeah, broke yeah, down. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. broke down to a science for me yeah. uh, of, of being able to fix it. And that's my deal is being able to fix it in a session. Like whatever it is that you want done, I can fix it that session. Not, hey, man, you got to come 62 sessions. And on that 63rd session, <laughs> I can fix it. No, bro, I can fix it. I'm going to fix it right now. And, and that's a hey, really important to know. Uh, and I know I'm going to have to come do an interview with you like live when you're doing your thing man. right? because I think it's important I'm big on that uh, when I work with just my players right now mm -hmm. they always like coach you always got video of our feet <laughs> that you want to sit down at the end of practice and be like look at that's why you're missing all these it's not your hand motion it's your legs it's your feet it's your feet start from it's the ground it, up man. you know start so, from the ground up nah man hey, every position hey well youngsters out there parents out there trying to get your, your feet right, trying to get your just your attitude and your mental game right. Um, it's more than just football at Whiteout City, but it's definitely all about uh, becoming the guy in football and maximizing your talent and your skill level. Make sure you reach out to Coach Latif Grimm. Man, thank you for coming today, man, and uh, uh, dropping these gems, man. I, I learned I learned a little bit today. I know the receivers probably heard some stuff today <laughs> that they're going to use. You know, uh, who you guys got this weekend? Uh, we got Lodi. All right. Uh, at home? At Bear Creek. Oh, at, oh that's, okay. Yeah, seven fifteen 7-15 on Friday. And look forward to it. And um, my guys, we're ready. We, we used a bye week to get better. Um, we went back to some basics. Yeah. And just had to fine-tune some dudes games. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about this nice little run that we'll be having. All right. Well, everybody stay on the lookout. And as usual, man, thank you for tuning in to another uh, uh, luxurious and fabulous episode of Success Speak, the podcast. Make sure... You download the app, anchor.fm, go to Spotify, like the episode, love the episode, okay? Share the episode, and make sure you come back tomorrow for another round of Success Speak. Peace.